God gave me a word to bless you this morning, and that's Isaiah 26 and verse 3. It says, Thou will keep him in perfect peace, whose mind is stayed on thee, because it trusts in thee. I apologize about the heat that we are all experiencing right now. Uh, in the coming days, actually there are plans on the way to make this place a lot more comfortable and to have better ventilation. So just keep enduring and enjoying the heat. Glory be to God. I got up at 1.30 a.m. and the Lord gave me a word. Let me show you that word. And I was screaming. I said, Lord, I knew this word. You gave me this word when I was about 21. That's 21 years old when the Lord gave me. And I found it again this morning. It's in Isaiah 
I came from that big journey to church Sunday night. I didn't pray much on Friday. day to pray. Myself and God alone. Locked up in prayer meeting. Sometime in the evening, this song came to my spirit. And I didn't know the lyrics very well. I had heard it at a friend's child's christening. This friend of mine is a pastor. He was here last year, Valentine, with his wife. They had been married for eight years and no fruit of the womb. So this year, God crowned their marriage with a beautiful baby girl. So one of the songs they took really jumped at me. And that was it, and then we forgot about it. But as, as I prayed, and at some point I was just overwhelmed, and I was just crying before the Lord, and I was just thanking him for his faithfulness and for his mercies and for preserving my life. Like I shared with you last Sunday, would have died many, many years ago, but God kept me. Then that song that my friend sang came to my spirit, but I didn't know the lyrics. So I said, Lord, permission to reach out, because my phone was on silent, I mean, was on flight mode. So I quickly took it off from flight mode and then sent him a message, please send me the lyrics of this song. He said, Yoruba song. Are you kidding me? You guys know it. simple as that song is. I mean, I sang it to the point I was weeping and crying and it was just so, the anointing of the song was just so strong in my heart. I didn't know the Lord was preparing the deliverance ahead of my family. I will share the fullness of that last Sunday of the month and then all of you will now join me to sing that song. Amen. Aluchi, go and start rehearsing the song now. The Lord is your strength. Amen. I want to start a message. I'm sure I can't finish it today, definitely. Because I do not want to go beyond time. I'm hoping that by 11, I'll be done. So that we can do whatever we want to do. By 11, the service is over. And you will all be glad. Am I right about that? Will it be nice if church ends at 11.15? Oh, or what about 1 p.m.? Somebody loves the house of God there. Glory to God. This word will bless you. God gave it to me and it is for now. It's a word for the season. Go to 2 Peter chapter 1 and verse 2. The epistle 2 Peter 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 chapter 1 and I'm going to read verse 2. That's the only verse I'll read and that's what I want to teach on today. This is going to be a series so call it Enjoying 
multiplied grace and peace, part one. The title is enjoying when you enjoy something. Multiplied grace and peace. Enjoying multiplied grace and peace. We are not just going to enjoy grace and peace this season. We are going to enjoy multiplied grace and peace. Three people came to church. Okay, so let's take it from verse 1. Simon Peter, a servant and an apostle of Jesus Christ, to them that have obtained like precious faith with us. And that is talking to us, that is referring to us. We have obtained like precious faith like the apostles. Our faith today is not different from the faith that the apostles that walked physically with Jesus obtained. It's the same faith. The same faith inside Jesus is the same faith of the apostles and is the same faith of Pastor Fred and is the same faith of all of you. So he wrote this epistle to us. To those of us who have obtained like precious faith with us, that is with the apostles, through the righteousness of God and our Savior, Jesus Christ. Verse 2, which is where I'm going. Grace and peace be multiplied unto you through the knowledge of God and of Jesus our Lord. There are three key words in that verse that I want us to note which will form the basis of my message this morning and next Sunday. And those three key words are grace, peace, and then the word multiply. Please note them because I will be oscillating amongst those three words throughout the entire series. As we got into the year 2023, this year, January 1st, every year I've been doing that. January 1st, I wait on the Lord and say, Lord, we've heard from your servant the general word for the year, what we are going to run with, the prophetic direction for the year. But I also want a word for me and a word for the expression now as the pastor of this church. And the word that God gave me this year is the word multiplication. And the Lord began to show me scripture upon scripture upon scripture upon scripture on the word multiple, multiplied, multiplication. And he said this year, he wants to bring multiple opportunities for his people in the expression house. I don't know if that includes you. Does that refer to you? Multiple opportunities, multiple avenues to serve God, multiple encounters with the Holy Spirit, multiple streams also of income. You like that one? We have a lot of scriptures to read, but flow with me this morning. Genesis 1 and verse 22. The Lord will have me read this before I engage my gear and move on. Genesis 1, 22 and 28. And I want you to watch out for the word multiply. And God blessed them saying, be fruitful and multiply and seal the waters in the seas, and let fowl multiply
fly in the earth. God commanded the fowl, the chicken, to multiply in the earth. We've been eating chicken for how many years? From time immemorial. Do you ever wonder that till today chicken has not finished? Because we are engaging in poultry business. Forget that. That's good. That's part of the work that God did. But hey, they will never finish. Because God said, let them multiply. Go to verse 28. Verse 28. And this was the blessing that he placed on man. When he created him in verse 27. So God created man in his own image. In the image of God created him. Male and female created him. And then verse 28. And God blessed them. And God said, these were the words of the blessing, be fruitful and multiply. Somebody say multiply. And replenish the earth and subdue it and have dominion over the fish of the sea and over the fowl of the air and over every living thing that moveth upon the earth. Church, God knew right from the beginning that a time such as these would come in our lifetime. A time of great stress and distress. A time when pressure would be so high that men's heart would fail them for the fear of what is to come upon the earth. We have that in Luke 21 and verse 26. You may write it down. A time when the spirit of fear would seem to dominate the atmosphere. But God, in his loving kindness and tender mercies, had made a provision before the foundation of the world in Christ Jesus for us, his own people, to enjoy his grace and his peace in the midst of turmoil. Why would God do this? Why would he make a provision for us to enjoy his grace and peace in spite of the turmoil going on around us? tell you one reason. Because God is a good God and a gracious Father. Psalm 106 and verse 1 tells us that God is good and his mercy endureth forever. 107 verse 1 and 2. Let's go there. I want us to read it. I quote it often but I want us to actually read this time. Psalm 107 verses 1 and 2. Psalm 107 verses 1 and 2. So please, if you have a Bible, open your Bible. Psalm 107 Verses 1 and 2. He said, Oh, give thanks unto the Lord, for he is good. A little bit bad. Is that what you have in your Bible? What does the Bible say about God? He is good, for his mercy endureth forever. Verse 2. Let the redeemed of the Lord say so. Does that include you? Whom he has redeemed from the hand of the enemy. What should you say? That the Lord is good, and his mercy endureth forever. Can I have an amen to that? Go again with me to Psalm 118. We are going to be in verses 1 to 9. Psalm 118, verses 1 to 9. Very quickly. He said, oh, give thanks unto the Lord, for he is, for he is what? Good. Because his mercy endureth forever. Let Israel now say that his mercy endureth forever. Let the house of Aaron now say that his mercy endureth forever. Let the expression house now say, let them now that fear the Lord say that his mercy 
endureth forever. I called upon the Lord in distress. I don't know who is in distress this morning. Call upon him and he will answer. He said, the Lord answered me and set me in a large place. God will settle you in a large place. Say a better amen. Somebody's testimony is changing from this service this morning. In the name of Jesus, God will settle you in a large place. The Lord is on my side. I will not fear. I just finished the series, fear not. It's in 365 places minimum in the Bible. One per day, fear not. The psalmist said, the Lord is on my side. So, I will not fear what can man do unto me. Tell your neighbor, look at them eyeball to eyeball. Say, neighbor, I will not fear what you can do unto me. Ask them, what can you do to me, sir? Verse 7. The Lord taketh my path with them that help me. Therefore shall I see my desire upon them that hate me. Leave the haters alone. God will take care of them. It is better to trust in the Lord than to put confidence in man. It is better to trust in the Lord than to put confidence in princes. Can I have an amen to that? God is a good God. Go to verse 29. The same scripture, the same chapter. Verse 29. That's the last verse of Psalm 118. It repeated what he said in verse 1. He said, oh, give thanks unto the Lord. Why? Why should I give thanks? There is no Naira in the country. Why should I give thanks? There's a lot of banditry and terrorism. Why should I give thanks? For he is good. Does he know we are here in Nigeria at the moment? Does he know about the economy of our country at the moment? Does he know about the uncertainty of the times at the moment? But listen, the Bible says, give thanks. Why? Because he is good. Why? His mercy endureth forever. May the covenant mercy of God speak for you every day of your life. Mercy. A very powerful force. I'll be speaking about it briefly also. Go to Psalm 103 and verse 8. Psalm 103 and verse 8 tells us that the Lord is merciful and gracious, slow to anger and plenteous in mercy. Look at that. The Lord is merciful. Merciful means full of mercy. When you look at the lady and say, this lady is beautiful, meaning she's full of beauty. God, when you meet God, you meet mercy. God is full of mercy. He's merciful and gracious, full of grace. Slow to anger and plenteous in mercy. God has plenty mercy. It's of the Lord's message we are not consumed. Because his compassions fail not. They are new every morning. Great is thy faithfulness. Lamentations chapter 3 from verse 21 to 23. I move on very quickly this morning. I want to give you two initial thoughts. Two of my initial thoughts as I attempt to break the ground on this subject of multiplied grace and peace. My number one thought this morning, which is a reflection of my time alone with God, I discovered, I found out from the word of God that God is a God of increase. <laughs> Somebody needs to hear this. When you begin to see decrease, decrease, decrease in your life, Decrease, decrease around you. Your GP is decreasing. Your business is decreasing. Your customer base is decreasing. Listen. It might be time.
time to wake up and do something about it. It might be time to wake up and lock hands with God. Maybe you have been sleeping for too long. You may need to wake up early and lock hands with God because I discovered, as I will show you in a moment, that God is a God of increase. God is a God of enlargement. God wants you to increase. God wants your life to increase. God wants this church to increase. I'll give you a few scriptures to affirm that. Genesis chapter 1, verses 27 to 28. Genesis 1, and media, you need to be very fast with me this morning. God bless you. 27 to 28. It says, so God created man in his own image, and the image of God created him, male and female created them. And God blessed them, and God said to them, Increase. When he said be fruitful, it meant increase. My wife and I were just two single individuals when we started courting and started saying, I love you, I love you. You're fine, you are beautiful, you are handsome. Yeah, le, 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 le. Today we are four. We have increased. We started as two people, just two. But God has brought the increase. It's only God that can do that. Your parents was single. Your dad was a single man. Your mom was a single lady. Maybe the most beautiful babe on campus. That time. That time. But as you people began to come, you began to share in the beauty of mommy. And now, you have a family of five. A family of six. Some families are very, very prolific and very productive and very fruitful. They can be 13 in number. Because God is a God of increase. Can I have an amen? Deuteronomy 28. I'm going to run you through these scriptures. I want you to see this is one of the one of the characters of God. That God is a God of increase. When you are relating to someone, it's good you know their character. <laughs> Otherwise, you will have a, a, a clash, a serious clash. It's good to know their character. In, in, in psychology, they say you are either sanguine or melancholic or, 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 or phlegmatic or which one is the oh, choleric? Cole, I remember one of my friends used to call him Cole. Any little thing like this will get him angry. He will, he will squeeze his mouth. Mm. He will not talk to anybody again. So we named him Cole. And every time you call him Cole, he will be very angry. It's better you know. If you want to be my friend, better know my nature and my character. I want to be your friend, I better know your nature and character. Maybe you are someone that I cannot joke with. If I crack a joke, then what do you mean? Why you, why you, why, 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 this one doesn't like this. You know the nature of the character. But there are some friends who don't care. Even if you abuse them, they want to kill me. You know, everybody likes that. We like to abuse you, but we don't like to be abused. Is that right? The nature and character. When you begin to study the Bible, you will begin to discover the nature and character of God. I discover, this is my personal discovery, that God is a God of increase. You go ahead and make your own discovery. After this service, don't let it end with what Pastor Fred shared. Let the Holy Ghost breathe on these messages. So that you can increase in the knowledge of God. Deuteronomy 28. Let's look at verses 1 to 4. And it shall come to pass. If thou shalt hearken diligently unto the voice of the Lord thy God. To observe, to do all his commandments. Which I command thee this day. That the Lord thy God will set you on high above all nations of the earth. On high sounds like increase to me. On high sounds like promotion to me. Promotion sounds like increase. Are we on the same page? Verse 2. And all these blessings.
blessings shall come on thee. You were alone before, but blessings will come on you. That sounds like increase. Can I have an amen? And overtake you. <laughs> if thou shalt hearken unto the voice of the Lord thy God. Verse 3. Blessed shalt thou be in the city. Three people came to church. I hope those online are shouting amen. And blessed shalt thou be in the field. Blessed shall be the fruit of your body. Single people, this is the best time to claim this blessing. Before they begin to komiwa. Before they begin to kolashade. Before they begin to chukudi. He said, blessed shall be the fruit of your body. Your body is fruitful. Amen. God now puts his blessing on the fruit of your body. So you are the blessed of the Lord. Your children will be the seed of the blessed of the Lord. And the fruit of your ground. And the fruit of your cattle. Look at this next word. The increase of your kind. And the flocks of your sheep. Somebody say increase. Go to verse 11. Verse 11. Up to 13. It says, And the Lord shall make thee feed in goods. What did he say? Plenteous in goods. He didn't say spirituals. He said goods. Goods. Goods sound like goods. Materials. No longer worship God, but you now worship your new coin. That is what is offensive to God. But God doesn't mind you having a brand new iPhone, a new car, a new house, a new job. Those are blessings, they are goods. And my Bible says that the Lord will make you plenteous. It means you will have plenty of goods. One person came to fruit of your body, and in the fruit of your cattle, and in the fruit of your ground, in the land which the Lord swear unto your fathers to give them, to give thee. The Lord shall open unto you his good treasure, the heaven to give the rain into your land in his season, and to bless all the work of your hand. Graphic artists, God will bless the work of your hand. Web designers and developers, God will bless the work of your hand. Fashion designers, God will bless the work of your hands. Makeover artists, God will bless the work of your hands. Furniture makers, God will bless the work of your hands. Catering, caterers, bakers, baking, God will bless the work of your hands. Photographers, videographers, God will bless the work of your hands. Medical students, God will bless the work of your hands. Nursing students, God will bless the work of your hands. Whatever you do in this house, God will bless the work of your hands. Instrumentalist, God will bless the work of your hands. Listen, as a result of this blessing, and thou shalt lend unto many nations, and thou 
of someone unknown to me or they call me on the phone and say tell them to pay. Otherwise we are going to put their pictures on social media and your picture. Now I'm not scared. I'm not scared really. I know it's, it's all just bluffing. But it is not listen, 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 listen. I said it two weeks ago. Fear is not okay. Do you remember I said that? Now add this to your quotable quote. Borrowing is not okay. You can borrow if you have means to pay back. Listen, it is not God's best. The word of God says, and thou shalt not borrow. I pray for everyone listening to me this morning who has borrowed. And you have not been able to pay back. And paying back has become a problem. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, the grace of God will rest on you to pay back. And for some of you, if you can believe God, you will enjoy debt cancellation in the name of Jesus. But listen, don't go back there. This is the word of God. I take the word of God wrong. My wife and I were planning to get married and I told her, you need to know the kind of man you want to marry. I'm not everybody. I'm fresh. Nothing about everybody. So let me tell you about me. Two Bs, I don't do. I don't borrow, and I don't beg. I don't know how to borrow money from people, and I don't know how to beg people to help me. I'm too ashamed to beg. But there is one B I do. I believe. I believe God. And those that believe will not make haste. Those that believe will not be put to death. Because I found the scripture that I am meant to lend unto many nations. And I am not supposed to borrow from any. And I saw in Romans 13 verse 8. It says, oh no man, nothing but love. So what I owe all of you this morning is love. I shouldn't owe you money. Borrowing has killed some ministries. They borrowed from the bank. They couldn't pay back. The bank repossessed their property. Borrowing has ended the ministry of some pastors. Borrowing ended their calling. They borrowed from church members. They didn't have money to pay back. It became a shame. I pray for someone. Anyone at the verge of shame, it is canceled today in the name of Jesus. Next verse. And the Lord shall make thee the head and not the tail. And thou shalt be above only and thou shalt not be beneath in the mighty name of Jesus. Somebody shout, increase! Genesis 30. There was an account between Jacob and Laban and his uncle, who turned out to be his father-in-law. This man, Laban, tried to outsmart Jacob and was maltreating him. Jacob sought for seven years to marry his daughter. 
He wanted to marry Rachel. But on the wedding night, Laban gave him Leah, whose eyes were weak. And Jacob took her. Okay. But you shall change me. How come? The man said, if you want me to give you Rachel, you have to serve another seven years. And Jacob continued to serve his father-in-law. He began to walk, continued to work for him for another seven years to finally marry the love of his life. Ladies, you need to put a premium on yourself. How much worth is a man supposed to give before he can marry you? Before he can have access to your body. Don't throw your body around free of charge. To marry Leah, seven years. To marry Rachel, 14 and Jacob endured. That is the power of love. When you say you love someone, you will walk home. And you will be patient. I will go to her house back in the day and she will be watching. Uh, uh, this is super story. I never had the opportunity to watch it because I used to be in her house. And I used to be at the balcony. At, at, at the, what Americans call the front porch. What we call veranda. After watching, then she will now find time to come out and talk to me. <laughs> but I've laid hands on her now. I am now the superstar. talking to you at Valentine. I'm coming to listen to you. Please place a premium on yourself. If you make yourself cheap, men will make you cheap. If you place value on yourself, men will be forced to place value on you. Jacob, you want Rachel? Yes, sir. 14 years. Sir! Yes, sir. Rachel, I must have. Something happened between Laban and Jacob. Let's go to Genesis 30, verses 27 to 30. Some other time I will talk about Rachel and Leah. But this is my focus. I don't want to miss my focus. Laban said unto him, I pray thee. Because now Jacob was about to leave him now. Jacob wanted to go and start a family to be on his own. He had married, but he wanted to go and be on his own. And so Laban said to him, I, I beg you, if I have found favor in your eyes, tarry. Wait a little more. Why? For I have learned by experience that the Lord has blessed me because of you. There are certain people that come into your life and God will bless you because of them. And there are certain people that come. You need to run away. So that you don't partake of what they bring you. That's why even in this church, if you want to get married, we conduct deliverance for the man and the woman. Because we don't know what you are bringing. We don't know what you are bringing. We want both of you to bring blessings into each other's life. Because one, we chase a thousand. Two, we put ten thousand to flight. She's bringing demon. You are bringing demon. And they marry both of you together. Demons multiply. Hear what Laban said. 
I have learned by experience. I pray for you, expression now. Wherever you go, people you come in contact with will learn by experience that God blesses them because of you. In other words, you are a blessing, not a lesson. Can I have an amen? Verse 28. And he said, appoint me thy wages and I will give it. Tell me your salary and I will pay. Verse 29. And he said unto him, thou knowest how I have served thee. Now this is Jacob speaking. And how your cattle was with me. You know, Uncle, Uncle Laban, you know. Verse 30. For it was little which you had before I came. Uncle, you didn't have much before I came. And it is now increased. Somebody say increase. God is a God of... And it is now increased unto a multitude. And the Lord has blessed you since my coming. And now, when shall I provide for my own house also? When will I be a boss of myself? For some of you, it is time to start your own business. And God has spoken to you, but fear has kept you back. Receive courage in the name of Jesus. For some of you, you are in school, but God has given you an idea to launch on campus. It could be a fellowship. It could be a gathering of believers. It could be a night of worship. It could be a business idea. And fear has kept you back. Receive courage in the name of Jesus. Shout a better amen. You can pray for courage. The apostles prayed for it. In Acts chapter 4, they prayed for boldness. That's courage. Don't be like the children of Ephraim that were fully armed. On the day of battle, they turned back. They ran away. Psalm 78 and verse 9. God is a God of increase. Let me show you another scripture. Joseph, Genesis 39, verses 1 to 6. Just flip a few pages forward. Joseph, one of the sons of the patriarch, Jacob. Genesis 39. Can you see the same blessing on Abraham? The same blessing on Isaac? The same blessing on Jacob? The same blessing now on Joseph. Transgenerational blessings. May the blessing of God run in your life and run through your life and flow to the next generation and flow to the next generation and flow to the next generation in your family in the name of Jesus. There are families where nothing flows but the curse. Everybody that got married got divorced. Everybody. Everybody. They used to go. They would get married two years. They will come back. They had their room in their father's house. All the aunties. In some families they get married, the husband dies. So every auntie is a widow. There are patterns in our family that we need to study very keenly through the eyes of the spirit. About to do for my own family. And I identified that thing and said, you, you got the wrong guy. Don't just play around like a playful person. You play too much. Even in church, you're on your phone. Realize early enough that life is not a playground. Whatever limited your parents, those forces are trying to limit you also and to limit your children. The devil wants to keep us small. God is the God of increase. So why we're not increasing? We need to ask questions. Look at Genesis 39. And Joseph was brought down to Egypt. And Potiphar, an officer of Pharaoh, captain of the guard, an Egyptian, bought him of the hand of the Ishmaelites, which had brought him down thither. And the 
was with Joseph. And he was a prosperous man. And he was in the house of his master, the Egyptian. He was a house boy, but he was a prosperous house boy. <laughs> you can be an apprentice, and yet you are prosperous. Amen? You can be a student, and yet you are prosperous. And his master saw, just like Laban saw concerning Jacob, the master of Joseph, Potiphar, saw that the Lord was with him. They will see that God is with you. Okay, only two people claim that. See, the messages these days are becoming prophetic. You better just claim every blessing. Don't waste one. And that the Lord made all that he did to prosper in his hand. God will make all you do to prosper in your hand. God made it happen. God made it happen. He will make it happen for you. And it came to pass from the time that he had made, made him overseer in his house and over all that he had, that the Lord blessed the Egyptian's house for Joseph's sake. God blessed Laban for Jacob's sake. God blessed Potiphar for Joseph's sake. God will bless your family for your sake. God will bless your friends for your sake. God will bless your classmates for your sake. People that come into your circle of influence, God will bless them for your sake. And they will know that God is with you. Can I have a better amen to that? As a result of this blessing, see what happened. And the blessing of the Lord was upon all that he had in the house and in the field. And he left all that he had in Joseph's hand. And he knew not what he had. He didn't know the amount of money that he had in the bank anymore. Except the bread which he did eat. And Joseph was a goodly man, goodly person, that is handsome, and well favored. Amen. Amen. God increased Potiphar. So much so that Potiphar didn't know how much money he had in his account. He had to hire a personal accountant. Like the person of Joseph. Whatever thousands or millions of dollars Joseph told him he had, that was what he believed. The Bible says he was so rich that he didn't know what he had anymore. People can be that rich. They forget 250 billion in an account. They forget. The banker will have to remind them. Many people, some Nigerians have died. And only the bankers would come and tell their family that, well, your dad had this amount in this. They, they didn't die poor. They had 2 billion in one account. Another account, he forgot 50 million there. The account is dormant. But we can reactivate it for you. Potiphar got to that point. He only knew, okay, what, what do I have for breakfast? Oh, it's bread and egg. Thank you very much. Joseph, what's for lunch? Eba no bono. Thank you very much. Anything for dinner? Mm, sir, you need to eat light in the, in the, in the night. Um, your dinner should be 6 p.m. Let's just make salad for you. Just salad and water. Oh, is that what you think you should do? I should take? Because it's great. Okay, thank you, Joseph. He didn't know what he had anymore. Do you know your bank account? Without checking through your phone. 10,365 naira, 28 cobalt. God will take you to the realm of more than enough. Church, I want you to know it is God that blesses. It is not by our efforts. That's what I'll be teaching on this grace thing. Grace and peace. I'm still laying the foundation for today. And I want you to please get the foundation right. 
Hallelujah. Let me show you about two more scriptures. In Job chapter 1 and verse 10, can we, can we have that on the screen? Job 1.10. And then I'll quote three more. Job 1.10. Satan said to God, Has thou not made an edge about him and about his house and about all that he had on every side? Thou hast blessed the work of his hands and his substance is decreed. As a result of the blessing, the substance of Job increased. As a result of the blessing, your substance will what? Are you blessed? Are you blessed? As a result of the blessing, what should happen in your life? Increase. And that will be your experience in the name of Jesus. Psalm 115 and verse 14. Psalm 115 and verse 14. On the screen, please. He says, the Lord shall increase you more and more, you and your children. Somebody shout amen to that. God is a God of increase. Second, sorry, 1 Corinthians 3.6. Paul speaking there. He said, I planted, that is Paul planted, Apollo watered, Apollos watered. He said, but who gave the increase? So who normally gives the increase? Whatever you do, factor God in. He's the one that brings increase. And this is your season of increase in the name of Jesus. One more scripture, Colossians 1.10. Paul the apostle said that you may walk worthy of the Lord unto all places, being fruitful in every good work and increasing in the knowledge of God. So God wants you to increase and increase your will in the name of Jesus. Number two, my second initial thought. This increase may come by addition or by multiplication. God brings the increase. This increase may come by addition or by multiplication. Acts 2.47. The Bible says that the Lord added, please on the screen, Acts of the Apostles chapter 2 and verse 47. Acts of the Apostles 2.47. They were praising God and having favor with all the people. And the Lord added, addition, added to the church daily, such as should be saved. So, there can be church growth by addition. That's what we have been experiencing in Expression House, by addition. Two people being added, one person being added, five people being added, three people being added, you know, this week, that week, and all of that. That's one level of increase, addition. So, God can increase you by addition. One plus one is equal to two. And then two plus one is three. And three plus one is four. And then four plus four is eight. But you know four plus four is not the same as four times four. So God can bring increase by addition. But the same God can also bring increase by multiplication. Are you with me, church? And that's what is going to be our focus. Multiplication at a higher level of increase than addition also comes from God. Genesis 1, 22 and 28. God said increase. God said multiply. He said let the fowls multiply. In your business, God can bring increase by addition. He can give you a customer every week, a new customer every month. But God can also bring increase by multiplication. And that sounds better. Amen? It sounds like a higher degree, a higher note than addition. Now he said, let's look at Acts chapter 6. 
Acts chapter 6. Verses 1 to 7. Acts of the Apostles chapter 6. I'm laying a very solid foundation. Please don't miss this. Those of you that are going out and coming in, don't miss this. This is the foundation for what I'll be sharing from next week. Acts of the Apostles chapter 6. Verses 1 to 7. I've shown you church growth by addition. Now let's see multiplication. And in those days, when the number of the disciples was multiplied, the one we read before said, the Lord added, Act 247. But now, he said the number of disciples was multiplied. There arose a murmuring of the Christians against the Hebrews because their widows were neglected in the daily ministration, in the daily distribution of food. Of, you know, food to the Hebrew widows and to the Greek widows or the Grecian widows. Now, there arose murmuring among them. They are attending to their women. They are not attending to our own women. Why is it like that? Because church was increasing by multiplication. So, there were all kinds of issues. When you see that the expression house is now running three services and each service is fully packed, there will be some issues here and there. Somebody didn't greet me. Somebody stepped on my toes. I greeted that. She didn't respond. In fact, look at what she's wearing. Stuff like that. It happens with growth. But we will overcome. Amen? Verse 2. Then the twelve called the multitude of the disciples unto them and said, It is not reason that we should leave the word of God and serve tables. Wherefore, brethren, look out among you seven men of honest report, full of the Holy Ghost and wisdom, whom we may appoint over this business. But we will give ourselves continually to prayer and to the ministry of the word. That should be our primary concern. Prayer and the ministry of the word. This house, according to Mark 11, shall be called the house of prayer. Expression house shall be the house of prayer. Where the youth will come. They will take time out of their busy schedule to come to church and pray. Whether there is a service or no service, I pray that we will get to that point when you guys begin to come to church to pray. Intercessory prayer. Not God bless me, bless me prayer. Intercede for the kingdom. Intercede for the church. Intercede for your pastor. And as you do so, intercede for souls to be won into this house. To be established in the house of God. And as you do that, God takes care of your business. Matthew 6, 33. Jesus said, seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And all these things shall be added unto you. The God of addition is also the God of multiplication. Look at verse 5. And this saying pleased the whole multitude. And they chose Stephen a man full of faith and of the Holy Ghost, and Philip and Prochorus, and Nicanor, and Simon, and Parmenas, and Nicholas, a proselyte of Antioch. Verse 6, whom they set before the apostles. And when they had prayed, they laid hands on them. Why did they appoint them? They appointed them to help them serve food. But yet, they had to pray for them. There is no small task in the house of God. Ushering is a full ministry. Ushering at an event might not be anything. Just welcome guests and then catwalk before them. It might not mean anything. Even that, if you don't take care, they will finish you. There are men that come to events, they come loaded. All they need to do is just wink at you. You'll follow them to the hotel room. Like a sheep being led to the slaughter. You'll wake up the next day in the hotel room beside them before your eyes are clear to know how to get. Sir, who are you? Ah, uh, Bella, what's the law? 
I know what happens in that industry. I'm in that industry, I can tell you. So those of you that are into ushering, you have been preparing, but you pay attention one hour of makeup. Have you done one hour of the Holy Ghost makeup? So that somebody wins at you and, and, and one eye goes blind. And then, whoa, whoa, please come. Please come. Come and pray for me. What did you do? So, no, I didn't do anything. I just gave you water. No, no, please, you didn't just give me water. Uh, please, uh, 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 please, I, I will confess. And then you now lay hands on his bald head and lead him to Christ. And the eyes are open. Say, ah! I will follow you to serve your God. That's the way it should be. Not for them to say, okay, sir. Yes, daddy. And you follow, yes, daddy, home to the hotel. If it's like that out there, what do you think is happening in the house of God? Do you think the devil wants us to have a church? Every church that is making impact, the devil will come against the church. Every light that is making impact, the devil will come against that light. That's why some of you have struggles because he hates you very much. And you have to hate him too very much to hell with him. Because we love Jesus. Amen? He's a toothless bulldog. He lost the battle. Jesus has secured the victory for us and we continue to have the victory. Standing to preach like this, listen to me, young minister, it is not a joke. Never go, the Lord told me at the beginning of the ministry, never go down the altar unprepared. Never. I was invited to a church, I won't mention the name, to minister all night. And I went there with my wife and little boy at that time. We drove against all odds to make it to the meeting. As I got to the pulpit like this, my eyes were rolling. I was on the pulpit to preach. And it was as if the altar was being rotated in front of me. My eyes were rolling. Like any moment I could just fall. I looked to the left. I saw some people very active. I looked to the right. I saw the elder sleeping. Precious Holy Spirit, I know this is a battle going on here, but lives have to be liberated here. Long story short, the Holy Ghost took control. Those sleeping woke up. We had a mighty move. My wife might remember that encounter, she might not remember. I told her on our way home, I was on the altar like this, it was as if I was going to fall. You don't know who is sending arrows in the congregation. Senior pastor was ministering in full gospel businessmen's fellowship in Premier Hotel years ago. As a young man. And he was pioneering the work. Powerful ministry of the Holy Ghost. One evening, as he got home in his house in Basharu, a woman came, living on the same street. The woman knocked the door and came and said, Brother Alex, it wasn't pastor then, it was brother. Brother Alex, and said, Good evening, madam. Madam said, You don't know me, but I know you. Okay? Would you please sit down? Not a sitting matter. I came to tell you that I hate you. And I hate you very much. So much. Let me tell you this encounter. I was in your meeting at Full Gospel last week. And I sent a devil that was with me to go and attack you as you were ministering. And senior pastor told me, he told me this himself. He said he used to walk around, you know, because of the noise of the generator, because it was an open air thing. He would walk into the midst of the people for them to hear what he was preaching. The woman said, I sent that devil to go and attack you. He said, the devil got to you and came back and said he could not attack you. And I told him, are you mad? 
go and attack him. The devil went and came back and said, I cannot attack him. He said, I sent him the third time. He said, no, I'm not going. He said, can't you see? The woman said, I can't see anything. He said, there are sources around him. I cannot attack him. Then the woman said, he abused the devil. He said, you are mad. Go and attack him. Then the devil got angry and left the meeting. Imagine if our pastor had been sleeping with the women in one corner and from the adultery bed coming to stand before the people. Very easy. He just finishes. Because it had breaked the edge. The serpent shall bite. Even though in those days they were saying all manner of things against him and, and the other people leading the full gospel fellowship. Because it was not normal at that time to have Christian meetings in the hotel. People that hated them were talking. Ah, they are sleeping with the women. After the fellowship like this, they will go up to the elevator. They will carry the women to the hotel room. And yet, that was a lie. There is no way your life is making a difference that the devil will fold his hands. He will attack you. That's why some of you are having very funny dreams. Strange things. But be of good cheer because Jesus has overcome the world and you are an overcomer. I said you are an overcomer. Do not be afraid. We are not of those who, who get afraid and run away from the devil. No, we deal with him because Jesus has dealt with him. When they gave themselves to, the, to prayer and to the ministry of the word, what happened? Look at verse 7. The Bible says, and the word of God increased. Somebody say increased. And the number of the disciples multiplied. Somebody say multiplied. In Jerusalem greatly. It multiplied before in verse 1. But in verse 7, it multiplied greatly. You will multiply greatly. Listen, these are two different levels. Some of you are already experiencing some multiplication. But you will leave that realm and you will multiply greatly in the name of Jesus. The favor of God will multiply greatly upon your life. The grace of God will multiply greatly upon your life. The mercy of God will multiply greatly upon your life. People will help you and they will say, we don't know why we are helping you. Those who hate you will work for you. They say, I don't, I don't like you, but take this money. I don't like you, but take this letter of recommendation. I don't like you, but I don't know why I'm helping you. They will not know why in the name of Jesus. I've seen such happen. Get ready. Get ready. In this season, what is the Holy Spirit emphasizing? As I close, as I begin to close. What is the Holy Spirit emphasizing? What does he want to multiply? Grace. It is C-H-E, I will give the media against next week. C-H-E-S-E-D. It's like chessed or chessed. But it's pronounced chassid. Someone say chassid. Oh, come on. Pronounce it. Say chassid. What does that mean? It is God in your race. When God gets into your race, the race gets smoother. When God gets in your race, it gets easier. For many people, life is so tough right now. But for you, will enjoy the grace of God. God will get into your race. Because it is not of him that willeth, nor of him that runneth, but of God that showeth mercy. I say, God will get into your race. 
what others are finding hard to do, you will do with ease. What again is grace? Grace is God's unmerited favor. It cannot be earned through hard work or through effort. It is made available by God through Christ Jesus alone. That's it. Made available by God through Christ Jesus alone. Go to John 1.16. John 1.16 says, And of his fullness we have received grace for grace. I don't like the KJV rendition of that scripture. Give me the AMPC, Amplified Classic, so that people will see. What is grace? How did the Amplified Classic define it? Let's read together, everybody. For out of his fullness, abundance, that is out of his abundance, we have all received. What have we received? All had a share. And we were all supplied with one grace after another and spiritual blessing upon spiritual blessing and even favor upon favor and gift, gift upon gift. Somebody shout amen. Have you ever got gift, gift upon gift? On your birthday, somebody gave you a gift. Before you kept that gift, another person put a gift on top of it. Another person showed up and put a gift on top of it. Another person showed up and put a gift until they couldn't see your face anymore because the gifts were now taller than you. Imagine that. That is what we receive from Jesus. Not little grace. We have grace upon grace. Spiritual blessing upon spiritual blessing. Gift upon gift. Favor upon favor. Somebody shout favor. This will be your experience in the mighty name of Jesus. That is grace. Jesus is the person of grace. Jesus is the source of grace. It flows from him. And out of his own fullness, we have received. This dawned on me many years ago and changed my life. What is the other word? Peace. The word peace is from the Hebrew word shalom. Shalom is described as the state of peace, of perfect wholeness. The state of peace, perfect wholeness, completeness, tranquility, peace, and prosperity. Nothing missing, nothing broken, nothing lacking. That's peace. That's shalom. <laughs> Amen? In any family, in any home where there is peace, it's only a matter of time and faith there will be prosperity. In any life where there is peace, it's only a matter of time and faith there will be prosperity. Could this be why the devil is always against our peace? You come to church like this and you hear the word of God and you listen to the music and you pray and you have peace. Peace that doesn't make sense. Peace like a river. All for you to get back home. 24 hours later, the devil comes to destroy that peace. With one bad news. In fact, sometimes it's no bad news. It's just a possibility of a bad news. What if the money you put in that project has been lost? It's just a thought. Just an idea. And then you go, it's true. It's true. Oh my God. Oh my God. Hello? Hello? I hope I've not lost my money. Oh. I hope I, I better not lose my money. You've lost your peace. Why? an exam 
And as you were stepping out of the exam, you were thanking God. God, I thank you. I made it. I believe I made it. I know I didn't get everything right, but I know you helped me. Thank you, Lord. Two weeks after, you got the information that the result has been released and 85% failed. Did they say you failed? The last time I checked, your name, your name was Deborah, not 85%. Is 85% your name? And then you quickly factor, the devil helped you factor yourself into that 85%. Ah! 85% failed. So let's say now, paradventure, paradventure has dropped out. Ah, what will now happen? Ah, I can't face my dad. Ah, that man. Who told you? Back in the day when we used to write jam. You know, after jam, you get home and then you stand with your friends and all of you do permutation and combination. The, the chemistry, and load, load, like everything. Biology, 85. Now, now, don't do. English, 90. Physics, mm, no do, no do. Like 60 sharp. Everything like 312. Weeks after, the Joint Admissions and Matriculations Board has just announced the release of the results of the candidates of the 2021. And then you heard by some word of rumor that 65% actually scored below 200. Secretary, then you sit down and then you bring out the past question, the question paper. So, the answer is either alkane or alkane. It can't be alkane. Five nine. It can't be. I got it. Ah, I got this one now. Ah. Then number two, benzene. Ah, benzene benzoate. Benzene benzoate. Ah, benzene benzoate. Benzene benzoate. Ah, let's say I don't know. Number three. Then you look at you look at petroleum, petrochemicals. This is chemistry now. Organic chemistry. Then you look at the next one. Then look at the next one. Then, mm, 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 what? Mm, Avogadro's law, no. It says that uh, you can, um, as long as the volume, the temperature, if pressure is constant, mm. if pressure is constant, then you begin to calculate and calculate and calculate. Then you bring down your mark from 312 that you scored yourself initially. No, do, no, do, 260. Then some of your friends check their results. Back in those days, we didn't check results online. We used to go to jam offices with our jam slip, with queue, and collect your destiny. Queue, collect. With the, now, you guys say collect, you go collect. No, you don't, any, you don't collect anything. This generation is online. We, they collect. You, don't, you give them the slip through the window, they will take it, they will write it on top. Very ruthless people. Heartless, 179. Some people almost ran mad, and from there, some became very, some became hysterical, some some became whatever. We collected, but before we collected, we scored ourselves. Now, we lost our peace from the day we heard that the result had been released. It shouldn't be so. Are you with me, church people? Are you with me, God's children? Your peace is priceless. Listen to me, Omar. Make I talk in street language. Um, anything that will take away your peace, lock that thing outside. Because you need your peace to be prosperous. In fact, you need your peace to be healthy. You need your peace to have a sound mind. You need your peace to not lose your sanity and your mental health. And the devil is an expert in rocking your boat so that you lose your peace. No wonder. 
when Jesus showed up in Mark chapter 4 on the, on the sea, and the disciples were afraid, he said to them, peace. The first thing he would say is shalom. No wonder in the nation of Israel till today, when they greet, the first thing they say is shalom. They say, shalom, may you live up to 120 like Moses. Turn to your neighbor this morning and help me greet them. Say, shalom, may you live up to 120 like Moses. Look for another neighbor, say, shalom. May you live up to 120 like Moses. Look for a third person to bless, say, shalom. May you live up to 120 like Moses. close with this scripture and I'm going to stop now. John 14 verse 1 and John 14 27 and then John 16 33 and I will stop there for today. Glory be to God. Grace and peace to you. Open that scripture. But let me say this very quickly. Media please note this. Hasid Shalom Lahem. Hasid Shalom Lahem. Hasid is C-H-E-S-E-D. Then this Shalom has V. Apostrophe, shalom. V, apostrophe, shalom. Then the last word is lahem. Lahem. L-A-C-H-E-M. L-A-C-H-E-M. When I say, Hasid, shalom, lahem, I'm, I'm blessing you. I'm saying to you, grace and peace to you. Grace and peace to you. The next time you travel to Israel, you say that to any Israeli that you meet on the plane or on the street and say, Hasid, shalom, lahem. Oh, they will hug you. They like that because you are saying grace and peace to you. Say to somebody, grace and peace to you. I don't know who is in the middle of a storm right now. I don't know who is on the verge of uncertainty. It looks like tomorrow will never come. I pray for you in the name of Jesus. Grace and peace to you. Shout amen. John 14, 1. John 14, 1. John 14, not 1, 14. 14, 1, you are blessed, media. I love you. And I say to you, media, Hasid, Shalom, Lahem. Lahem. Like you want to spit out Kelebe. What's Kelebe in English? I don't know what it means. Somebody says phlegm. It's not phlegm. Read this, everybody. Read it. It's on the screen. Let's go. One, two, go. Let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. That, those were the words of Jesus, the master himself. He says, let not your heart be troubled. Let me say to your neighbor, say, let not your heart be troubled. Say it like an American. Say, let not your heart be troubled. Say like a British person, let not your heart be troubled. Now say like a Nigerian, let not your heart be troubled. Like my Nigerian English. Jesus said, let not. If trouble gets into your heart, then you are really in trouble. There can be trouble all around you not trouble inside you. As Christians, you must learn to keep it out. There's nothing on my door, but hey, I'm not going to let you in. I am not. If I fall like a pack of cards, like every other person, things will fall apart in this church. Somebody calls me and says, Pastor! See what is going on in LA? Pastor! No! Member! Is that what is going on in your life? Oh, no! Wow! Ah! 
no, Jesus, I need money right now. I leave peace with you. Oh, no, Jesus, I need my visa right now. I leave peace with you. Oh, no, Jesus, I need admission right now. I leave peace with you. Jesus, I need a job. I leave peace with you. Peace is more important. When you have peace in place, those things become. Somebody gets what I'm saying this morning. I'm 29. I'm not in a relationship. I should be married. All my mates are married. I'm 39. I'm 41. I'm this. I'm that. Hey, peace. First of all, where there is peace, your, your peace is the breeding ground for all of those things, all of those blessings. Peace is the breeding ground for blessings. A woman wants to conceive, and she's always fighting with her husband. Pregnancy will not come. Husband always fighting with wife. Your home is tense. I counseled a couple not too long ago. I told them. Because the lady opened up to me and said, Pastor, there is serious financial pressure. And the man looked down. I said to him, young man, I've been there. I know what it means to fight your wife. I know what it means to want to, want to keep money with your wife. I know what it means to say, look, she's not submissive. But hey, strife is a blessing blocker. God has not given you a perfect strife. Woman, you don't have a perfect husband. Both of us are imperfect. We forgive each other perfectly. Marriage is meant for two people who can forgive. Forgive senselessly. Forgive when it doesn't make sense. Forgive anyhow, any day, any time. You hear some things, you do as if you did not hear. Because if you hear everything, you will fight every time. Did you hear what I said? This I leave with you. My shalom, my own, my own peace. We are blessed people. Jesus didn't give us the peace of Angel Gabriel. He didn't collect peace from Micah. He said, my own branded peace. Branded in my name. I give unto you. Not as the world giveth. Give I unto you. Finally, he said what he said in verse 1. He repeated it. Let not your heart be troubled. Neither let it be afraid. If your heart is troubled, who allowed it to be troubled? You. If your heart is afraid, who allowed it to be afraid? You. And the same you can say this morning, in the name. Say with me. In the name of Jesus, I drive out trouble. Stand on your feet. I drive out fear. I refuse to fear. One last scripture for meditation this week. John 16, 33. John 16, 33. Let's read together, church. One, two, go. Hold on, hold on, hold on. These words were from the Lord Jesus Christ, from the master. Should we take him seriously? The people at the back didn't answer me. Should we take Jesus seriously? So let's, let's read. One, two, go. These things I have spoken unto you, that in me you might have what? Shalom. In the world you shall have tribulation. But be of good cheer, I have overcome the world. 